Welcome to Trail Manners, the podcast so dedicated to mountain trails and running that they broadcast out of a 78 Volkswagen bus in the mountains. Who does that? Eric and Joel are your hosts and will bring you the trail life as you may have not heard it before. You hear about everything from gear reviews, nutrition to keep you upright and moving forward, and they'll even bring guests into the bus for conversations that you won't hear anywhere else. It's time for some running adventures on a higher elevation. The old 78 Volkswagen bus is fired up and headed to the mountains. Here are your hosts for Trail Manners, proudly representing the 801 with their passion and love for the trails, Eric Manning and Joel Hatch. Welcome to the Trail Manners Podcast, episode number 71. Today, Joel Hatch goes solo and talks to the co-owner of Santa Barbara Run Company and the co-founder of Rabbit Run Apparel, Monica DeVries. If this is your first time listening, then thanks for coming. The Trail Manners Podcast is produced every week for enjoyment, and show notes are found at trailmanners.com. Come back often, and please feel free to add the podcast to your favorite RSS feed or iTunes. You can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Trail Manners. All links are in the show notes. Now let's get after it. All right, welcome to another edition of the Trail Manners Podcast. So today, I'm your host, Joel Hatch. Unfortunately, our other co-host, Eric Manning, is on a top-secret mission. So it's just me today, folks. So on the show today, we have, now, as Eric would say, a special guest. She is the co-owner of Santa Barbara Running, the co-founder of the Super Rad Rabbit Running Apparel line. On the line today, we have Monica DeVries. How are you doing, Monica? I'm doing great. I'm just really stoked to, to be on your guys' podcast, so thank you for having me. Hey, we're excited too. And, you know, the, the reason that we're having this conversation today is because of your clothing line, Rabbit. And the reason we kind of found out about it is somebody that was on our show previously, Ashley Nordell. She's one of your your athletes. She put out a yeah, Facebook a post. Star. Yeah, she is super rad. She put out a Facebook post saying because, you know, Pearl Azumi's no longer having a team. So she got on with you guys. And, of course, I had to go find out what it was. So I looked into <laughs> it and... Yeah, I looked at the men's apparel, and what sold me right away was the Quadzilla short. Nice. The name. I'm a sucker for good names, right? (laughs) Totally. (laughs) And I was like, oh, man, I got to check these guys out more. And then you've got a shirt that's called the Gun Show. Now, most runners don't have big guns, but I was like, these guys are cool. They're speaking my language. They're kind of sassy, but they're making clothes. This is cool. Good. I mean, I'm glad we made you giggle a little. That's, that's the whole goal, too. <laughs> <laughs> that's important, huh? So bef- I think maybe before we get into the, the rabbit background, maybe let's dive into mm-hmm. yours a little bit. So were you okay. Were you always a runner? Let's see. I, I grew up a soccer player. Um, I actually I grew up in Oklahoma, in Oklahoma City. And, you know, was my parents had me playing soccer, you know, at the age of three. And then, um, you know, I did pretty much every sport. And then when I got to high school, I um, joined the country team, um, you know, just to stay in, in shape for soccer. Right. And I just found out I was pretty decent at distance running. 
Um, so running became my sport. I and uh, went on all four years of my in high school. We won the cross country state championship, and then I was the Oklahoma State Mile Championship my freshman and senior year. And um, yeah, I've pretty much been running ever since. <laughs> now, were you then? Did you transfer that success you had in high school to like post high school in the college? Did you go run run for? No, I I I got several offers and. Um, it was kind of sad. I, I think I got a little burnt out, you know, in high school, like the second semester of my junior year. Um, you know, that's kind of when you really started talking, you know, to a lot of schools and getting offers. And, and I was like, you know what, I think I'm, I'm just gonna go to school and focus on studying. And then, um, you know, I continued to run on my own. I ran my first marathon. Um, I did the Chicago Marathon when I was in college. So where did you, um, go, to school, where did you go to college at? I went to the University of Kansas. Okay. So it's in Lawrence, Kansas. Yeah. Now, did you, uh, are there, where did you run, did you run primarily uh, road or did you kind of get into the trail scene then? Yeah, then I pretty much, I stuck to road. I mean, Lawrence, um, they had some pretty cool little trail systems, you know, so I would try to jump on those, but definitely, um, I was, I was pounding the pavement. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's rad. So you, you went on, you ran, you said Chicago was your first marathon. Yeah, that was my first marathon. And then gosh, I couldn't even tell you how many I've done. I, I was fortunate, you know, after I graduated from, um, Kansas, I ended up I worked at the local running store in Kansas City um, while I was also an accountant. Um, so I worked at the running store mainly, you know, just to get involved in the community and stay connected to the sport and just also, like, socially to meet people. Right. Um, and then I ended up, uh, the owner of the running store, who's still still a dear friend of mine, um, he, he said, you know, I think you really need to go work for one of the sports companies. And you know, I'm like, no, I'm going to be an accountant. That's my path. And, right. um, and I ended up getting a job with Adidas. Okay. Um, I started, I became a running specialty rep. So I called on all the running stores in the Midwest. Right. So I sold them footwear, apparel, accessories. So that's really when I, you know, I, I guess really my career and kind of this industry began, you know, the day I started working at the, the running store. And I just became just such a product geek. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't we all, though? Aren't most runners kind of that way? <laughs> totally. Just gear junkies. <laughs> we are. <laughs> all right. So you, you went on and you got that job at Adidas. Yep. You were going so around the different stores, just kind of basically kind of showing them, you know, the latest, newest gear, kind of giving them what? Educational demos on the stuff. And I was also actually selling it, you know, to that particular store. And then right. I also, um, I handled, like, if we if we had any athletes in that territory, I was kind of the running athletes. I was the point person. Okay. And then, like, if we sponsored camps, then races, events, things like that, I managed those as well. Okay. Uh, so how long did you yeah. work for Adidas then? So I ended up working for Adidas for about seven years. Wow. Um, so they, I moved, so I, I, when I got the job, I was living in Indianapolis, 
Um, and then I moved to Boulder. So that's really where, you know, that was just such an awful move. For yeah, me, terrible, right? <laughs> <laughs> so that's really, you know, it, when I moved to Boulder is when I, you know, really started hitting the dirt, you know, pretty much for every run. Yeah. Um, and then I lived in Boulder. I only was in Boulder for not quite a year. And then they moved me to Portland. Um, oh. So I was in the U.S. headquarters. That's yeah. still a good place to live. Yeah, and then yeah. and then um, yes, I was with them seven years. So the whole time you were you were at Adidas, did you just have that that single role, or did you go go and you know work your way up through the company? Yeah, so I ended up um, you know from being out in the field, I ended up going into um, product marketing, um, and I was in the running department. So. Okay. So lot, lots of hands-on with the marketing and getting new products out to, you know, not only stores, but customers. Is that what you kind of did? Exactly. Yep. yep. Great. So then after the Adidas gig was over with, what was the next thing for you? So we lived, so we lived in Portland a little over five years. And, you know, I mean, obviously within this industry, um, you know, you, it's kind of incestuous, if you will. And, Oh, so maybe you should explain um, I, that a little bit. Just, you kind of end up, you know, just your network of people, just through like trade shows and events, and um, you end up just like meeting, you know, any, your, your inner circle becomes your main circle, and it's just, you know, people, I don't want to say jump from company to company, but, um, you know, that's just kind of, you meet somebody at another company and then it might open a door at that company. Right. And I, I, there was an opportunity, um, with Deckers, which, um, you know, they now, they did not own Hoka at the time, but now they own the Hoka brand. Um, Deckers is based in Santa Barbara. Oh, they are. Okay. Yeah. So I got a job. So Deckers owns a bunch of different brands. Hoka is just one of those brands. Right. Um, I got a job offer at Decker's when, I mean, it was like a hundred million dollar company. Now it's a $1.5 billion company. Right. Uh, so I got a job, I got a job offer. And then we were also, so my husband and I came down, I did the interview and we're like, you have got to be kidding me. This town is unbelievable. And there's no running specialty store. Oh yeah so nice segue by the way that was really smooth <laughs> you've done this before <laughs> so we so for we were like okay you know we loved portland and i still i just i love portland um but man the vitamin d <laughs> I, I need my vitamin d i need my sunshine and that was kind of killing us you know going from boulder to portland and and my husband had lived in Colorado for like 12 years. So right. um, the rain was killing us and um, the opportunity was just fantastic here. We just fell in love with Santa Barbara. It's just a paradise. So uh, in 2003, we made the move. Um, I got a job at Decker's and then we opened the running store. So did you, um, did you open it in 2003 or was that like a, a couple yeah. years after? No, we moved here. We found we ended up finding a space, and yeah, so we opened the running store in September of two thousand three. 
So did you guys have plans on opening the store while you were in Portland then? Or did you just, like you said, you got there and you realized that there was no specialty store and you're like, oh, we can fill this niche then. Yeah, so it was more like when we came down to kind of just, you know, check out the area. I did the interview and that's, that's when we were like, okay, let's let's just do this. We'll we'll make it work. Right. That's- <laughs> and, out. and we had, yeah, we are... Um, we, when we were in Portland, so I was working at Adidas, and then my husband, we were also a partner with Foot Traffic, which mm-hmm. has uh, a bunch of shops in Portland. Um, so the owner of Foot Traffic actually, you know, he was a great mentor for us and helped us, you know, get the space here and kind of get things going. So. Okay. So you were doing the, you're working at Decker, and you also had the store. So how long did you work at Decker then before you made that uh, transition over to the store full time? Yeah. So I was there seven years also. And, you know, I was, I was traveling, I would say like 85% of the time. And, um, I had just had my first child and I came home from a trip from Asia. I was gone. I believe, I think it was like 12 days. And my first child was eight months old and I walked in the door and I'm like, Oh man, I can't do this anymore. You know? And yeah, that's hard. um, Yeah. So yeah. So I went and helped my husband Joe at the running stores and, um, you know, so we actually have two stores in Santa Barbara. Um, one, and then one in Santa Barbara and one in Goleta, which is a little bit North of Santa Barbara. Um, yeah, so, you know, went on and really just helped more, you know, on the marketing front and just um, doing a lot of the back end operations stuff. Now, so I looked, uh, I, I had to do a little bit of stocking online for your store because <laughs> that's what we do. Um, just trying to gain some information. And you guys look like you have a really nice little store. But the one thing that kind of struck me right away, you guys have this like Saturday's kids thing where you have like a kids club, yeah. right? And it looks like you guys have really good participation with that. Yes, it's, it's amazing. So um, tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah, so that was one of the, you know, one of the things when I went and started working at the store full time, um, you know, we really, you know, had, had a real focus on the kids' shoe business, but also just in terms of, youth running, um, in the community. And so I thought, oh, let's start a little kids running group. Um, you know, especially there's a lot of kids, you know, that don't play soccer, don't play baseball. And, yeah. uh, you know, it's like, what do, what are they, what can they participate in? Especially the younger kids, you know, it's usually once you get, you know, after kindergarten and or into first grade, then you can start really participating. So yeah, so it started. Um, you know, actually, I think the first season we did it, we got pretty decent group that signed up, and then you know it kind of spreads with the parents. And yeah, so it's great. So we typically have four sessions a year, um, and the kids we meet every Saturday for about an hour and fifteen minutes. And we just rotate. We do. We meet at different parks, you know, throughout Santa Barbara. And then they always train um, for a culminating event. Okay. So, so it's, typically, well, it's typically a mile, a mile race. Okay. 
So what age group do you guys normally comprise the club? So give me that range. Yeah, so actually it's 3 to 12. Holy cow. Uh, but then we, yeah, but then we break it up. So we have three different coaches too. So based on kind of ability and age, we, that's how we break them out. Um, but I would say like overall, I mean, you know, it's all about just having fun and, you know, teaching children that, that there is joy in running um, and, and really just starting them young, you know, with that message. Right. And, Those three-year-olds um, must be running so fast when they start, <laughs> right? Because don't all little kids oh, yeah. like that? They just go off the line and they book it. Yeah, it, so it, it's, it's definitely interesting time to teach them about pace. <laughs> they probably <laughs> little, don't get that. They're like, no, no. pass the win. That would be awesome to see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty special. It's a... Uh, yeah, it's fun. And also, it just kind of, so I have two little boys. They're um, seven and five. Okay. So part of them, too, for me, I'm like, okay, I got to figure out a way to, to burn some energies with, energy with these guys. I can't keep up. I know. It's a good way to get them involved with activity that you love, too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So how many kids do you guys have in the club? What's the average? So let's see. Yeah, so it wrote, you know, it just kind of depends, like, this is typically winter and spring are bigger because then, you know, in the fall, kids have – a lot of kids do play soccer. Yeah. I think we have close to 40 kids for this session. Oh, that's so cool. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, so they'll, they'll, they'll train for a race at the end of February. Yeah, so they'll, they'll hit that mile up, and then they all get their – they get their medals and stuff, and then they get all pumped oh, yeah. up to do it again, right? So they come back through the next year, and they're like, oh, I'm going to beat that time, you know? Yeah, it's just cool. That's cool. So I wanted to kind of circle back around to the store a little bit. So when you guys first okay. opened up the store, were, mm -hmm. was, were the locals just totally pumped to have this local resource come in? Yeah, it was, it was actually really cool, too. So we... Um, our one, our downtown space, we share with a bike shop called Hazards, oh. and that bike shop, um, you know, is pretty much kind of the hub. There's a big triathlon community as well in Santa Barbara, um, and many, most of the triathletes, that's, you know, the bike shop that they shopped at. Right. So it worked out really well. We ended up, so we do share a space um, within our building with the bike shop. So immediately when we opened, we had automatic, you know, customers. Oh, that would have been, store. that's so, that's so helpful to have that, right? Absolutely. That took a big stress yeah. right away to have that there available to you guys. That's, that's such a good idea. Yeah. So that was great. So yeah, we kind of immediately just, you know, the com community, totally embraced us and um yeah it was it helped tremendously so what was the running scene like in 2003 when you guys came into town was it like you said just pre pre predominantly road or road and triathlon what was the trail scene like yeah it's actually i mean it's funny there there's always been kind of this underground trail scene here um there's there's a race called, I don't know if you're familiar with it, it's called Nine Trails. Oh, yeah, I've heard of so, that. 
Okay, so um, Louis Escobar, he is the race director now. He actually puts on the Born to Run. He puts on a bunch of trail races around here. Right. Um, but anyway, it. Oh, I don't even know. It's been around forever. I, I couldn't. I can't even remember when it started. But maybe in the 80s, oh, I think. Yeah, that is old 80s. school. And and it's a 35 mile gnarly trail race. Um, and it. Basically, I don't. Have you ever been to Santa Barbara before? Unfortunately, I haven't. But I think we're going to make our way out there to visit the headquarters of Rabbit. Yeah, definitely. And then <laughs> it's just everyone thinks Santa Barbara. Like, if you've never been here, I think a lot of people's um, perception or kind of what they have in their head is like it's L.A. Right. You know, so we're we're ninety miles north of L.A., so right. we are not L.A. at all. Um, literally, it's. You have the the ocean, and then you can run, geez, uh, four miles and hit a trail. That's a that's pretty cool. Yeah. So um, so we have just an incredible trail system here. Um, yeah. So when we opened the store, I I would say like there was nine trails, and that was like people were just like, oh my god, that thing is just gnarly. You know, <laughs> we have this pretty cool map. Um, this huge map framed up in the shop of the nine trails um, elevation, it's an elevation map. And so there's not you across the front range here, you, you go across nine different trails and go out and back. And it's like, I think it's 11,000 feet gain over 35 miles. Oh, that is stout. Um, yeah. Our, our trails are super hard here. <laughs> Um, they're really hard, so but what... yeah, so that, that was pretty much all in terms of like races here, mm-hmm. but, uh, people, I mean, I, you know, I remember right when we moved here cause so, you know, I always did like forest park in Portland and Tryon Creek, you know, and those are like super runnable right. trails. Um, and when we moved here, I was like, oh my God, these are mountains, these are, this is mountain. these are nah. not, <laughs> oh, it took me a while, you know, they're, they're intense and they're very technical. Um, but I would say like, you know, there were a lot of people that would hit the trails and train on them. Um, but yeah, I think just along with the sport, I was just, it's, it's huge now. Yeah. Um, huge. <laughs> So do you guys, so from 2003 until now, so that trail scene's kind of blown up in your guys' area? Yeah, big time. We started, we actually, even through the store, we have uh, the Santa Barbara Mountain Racing Team. So, you know, we have a men's and women's specific trail team. Okay. Yeah. And then how many people are on your team? So let's see, for women, I think there's eight of us. Oh my goodness. And then... Yeah, seven or eight, and then for men, um, I believe there's six, um, but they're going to probably add a few people because there's just, I mean, that's the other thing. Um, Santa Barbara is like this little secret. <laughs> I mean, there is, the talent here is pretty wild. <laughs> um, well, with your terrain, I'm sure it just feeds that talent. Yes. You know, if you've got really it's, steep, uh, gnarly technical trails, that just makes you a better runner automatically. Absolutely. And um, then that yeah, so ability to be able to run year-round kind of helps too. 
Totally. <laughs> nope, yeah, you have no excuse here. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I mean, do you guys have like a, a funky time of year where you kind of get that coastal fog that comes in and makes everything kind of yucky? Or are you guys... Yeah, so I definitely would recommend not visiting here in June. In... It's called uh, May or June, like uh, May gray, June gloom. <laughs> oh, really? It's in the, it's spring and summer. I thought that would probably be more like a winter thing where you guys get that, but that's pretty interesting. So, yeah, I always feel bad because, you know, we, we get a lot of tourists that come through Santa Barbara in the summer. Um, a lot of people, you know, outside from outside of the u.s and they you know they'll they'll start in san francisco and take the highway one and the 101 to la and they'll come you know through june and july because july can be foggy too i mean mm -hmm. i feel like it's like the coldest month of the year really and these people i just feel so bad because you know they're they're expecting to like lay on the beach and you know be outside all day and it's cold yeah well, maybe that's why you guys are such a, a hidden little gem is that that tourist season, people come in, they're like, oh, there's no way I'm going to come back here and, you know, have a house or move here because this is gloomy. Yeah, it's, uh, it, yeah, you can pretty much, I would say all of June, you know, the sun will come out in the afternoon, but there's many days it doesn't come out. Right. Well, you guys don't have to deal with snow like we do, so I'm not going to feel too bad for you um, because I would take that over, you know, the 10 feet of snow we got so far this winter. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I could definitely see that, that train definitely adding to the, you know, the, the talent level big, and especially if you guys are supporting, you know, if you've got almost 20 athletes that you guys are supporting, that, that makes it even, you know, a higher level of, of talent that's coming out of your guys's not only store but your town. So do you guys then right. have, do you guys have some sort of requirements for your your store athletes? Do they have to do X amount of races? Um, how yes. does that work for yeah. them? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's kind of what we you know we kind of take a look at everyone's you know kind of goals for the year, and then you know that the goal we would want everyone to, we put on a trail race through the store once a year actually last year was our first year to do it um, how, how long was that so, race so it wasn't an ultra we did because um, part of the goal too was just to get more you know the local community excited about trail racing you know and a lot of those people you know they're, they're going to want to start with like a five mile you know race so we did um it was a six mile and a 12 mile um distance and you know we sold it out in the first you know obviously we had to cap it um but that went really well so like we we would expect the team to participate you know at right. the trail race um yeah and then we try to do as many as possible as a team and then um you know have trained together and things like that you know it's and obviously you're expected you know to wear you know, you get some gear and then right. you want to wear a race kit when you're racing. Yeah, you got to represent the score, have, too. Yeah, for sure. And then we also, I didn't even mention, we have, um, it's called Santa Barbara Running and Racing, which is, gosh, it's a group, I would say close to 100 people that meet twice a week. Um, and they're definitely more of your road, you know, the, your, your road warriors. They're, 
training for marathon, road marathons. Like I think this year there's out of that group, 30 people are going to Boston. Wow. That is impressive. Yeah. Now is this group kind of open? So say like a tourist comes through town, they can look that group up and see when their group run is and go join them. Yeah. They, yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, it's definitely, you know, there's two coaches that run it. Oh um, so depending on kind of what you're looking for in terms of, you know, you can have more individualized coaching or, you know, what if you're like, you know what, I just want to show up on Tuesday and Saturday and just kind of tell me what the workout is. Um, yeah, it just depends kind of what your need is. But definitely we always welcome, you know, if people are out of town visiting and they stop by the store, we, you know, tell them for sure, come come run with us. That's that's so awesome. So, I mean, it sounds like you guys have a really good trail scene there, and it's grown over the years. Just like I think everybody else has kind of experienced that that boom in trail running. And then, you know, definitely now more and more people are getting into the ultra scene. Um, so yeah. how then did you guys develop a clothing line? So it's pretty funny. So I, you know, I was working at the store, and let's see, this was, Oh my gosh, I feel like all my years are just blurred. That's what happens uh, when you become a parent. Oh my god. Get that mommy fog and I got the daddy fog. I only got one son, but I still have the I just can't remember things like I used to. <laughs> um, oh boy, speaking of one of my kids is running back here. Hopefully he won't interrupt. If he does, that's okay. You know, I understand okay. all all of our listeners, they get it, they understand. <laughs> okay, so let's see. In 2000, let's see, it's 2017, so it would have been 2014. Okay. Like around May of 2014, Jill, so Jill Deering, who is my partner in crime with Rabbit, um, <laughs> the other half of Rabbit, so she's an incredible runner, um, just an amazing athlete and businesswoman. So she, so we had, um, we had started also a women's road team through the store and she was on that road team. And so she had come to me one day and she was like, Monica, I am so frustrated with running apparel. And it was funny because we were feeling the same thing. So we were feeling the same thing as runners, but also as store owners. I mean, it was just like this cycle, you know, we would bring the stuff in and would go on the sale rack. I mean, it right. was just, that's how the, our apparel business was at the store. They're just, at the time, you know, all of the big brands, everything was made to do everything in. You know, it was made to run in, to do yoga in, to do right. CrossFit, do Pilates in. And the fits were awful, you know. It's like, we're like, we don't want a tank top that goes down to our knees <laughs> with eight different straps you know it's like <laughs> how do you pronounce this thing on <laughs> uh, you know it's like we wanted a product that was built to run in obviously yes it has to look good too and so as we started talking about this more I'm like oh my gosh I mean we're, we're feeling the same thing and the same frustration and she's like am I crazy but would you ever want to start a running brand Ah. apparel brand and so with that that's how rabbit was born i mean literally it was just out of frustration 
and then also just experience, you know, as right. as a owner and as an end user. Yeah. Um, so we, you know, so we ended up, um, we're like, okay, let's, obviously we have a pool of, you know, hundreds of people, you know, within our running community. Let's, you know, just validate that, that they're feeling the same thing as we are. Right. Fair enough. I mean, everybody said the same thing. Everybody wanted the same thing. Yeah. And so, you know, with my background just on brand management and product management and development, I we we went for it. Um, so I think we were lucky as like, okay, we had obviously from a business standpoint, like it was validated. And then just from my background and experience, you know, we didn't have to be like, okay, now what do we do? Right. You guys were at such <laughs> an advantage yeah. over right. anybody else that would try that. Yeah. You guys had definitely right. a leg up on that. Plus you had a good idea. There's a problem out there. How can we solve that? And when you right. said that, you know, you and, and Jill were frustrated with, you know, the cuts and then each piece of apparel is supposed to be multifunction. So it was supposed to not only work for running, but for yoga and maybe casual. So a funny story that kind of parallels with that is when Pearl Zumi was uh, making a short line years ago, um, they had a zipper on the back and all the runners like that because, well, they can put a key in there. They can put gel in there. They can store stuff, but their product, developer said that no we're going to move this because people that wear these to the gym don't like that zipper in the back and all the runners are like well oh. you're making runner shorts you're not making the multi-function short right <laughs> so that, there's definitely yeah. that, so there's that parallel there's that there that need was there and then you guys stepped in with your background and your knowledge and then boom you filled it that's a yeah, great and story also yeah, and talking, you know, to other running stores too, it was like the same frustrations, you know. Um, you know, it's like everyone said the same thing. It's like apparel is tough. And it's like, yeah, because there's nothing special. Right. There's nothing special that exists, you know. It's like, you know, what what's from this big brand short? What's special about that short? You know, you can go on Amazon and get it the next day. You can find it at this sporting goods, that sporting goods, this running store. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no story. There's no, it's like, yeah, I mean, so, um, yeah, I mean, it's been incredible. Um, so so we, do you guys you know, make all your stuff here in the U.S.? Yeah, so everything's made in L.A. And that was the other thing. It was like, you know, from the beginning, it was like, let's really try to do this here because I'm like you know I'm not that was the thing it's like I have two little kids I'm not going to start flying again back and forth to Asia right Um, and then also just you know just from sustainability and like being able to god it's like the amount of stuff you can get done we can drive down the road and be the factory in a few minutes you know Um, yeah so, so there's a problem you guys can go down there assess the problem and then start troubleshooting it right 
exactly and just yeah you don't have to give up like a week of your time and be away from your family i think that's a great idea i'd like to see more companies start doing that i mean i understand from their point of view they're like well it's a lot cheaper to go over to asia than do it but from a small business owner it, it makes sense to do it how you guys did it yeah it's uh it's it's fantastic and like i mean just in terms of like you really are seeing the apparel manufacturing come back here, you know, which is encouraging. I mean, the people that we're partnering with, I mean, it's incredible, um, you know, what they're investing and the people and the facilities and um, it's really exciting. So when you guys launched Rabbit, how many pieces of apparel did you have? Did you guys say, okay, we're going to launch with um, a shirt, a top, and uh, like tights for both men and women. Was that kind of your idea? Or did you say, okay, we're going to hit the ground running with a bigger product line? Yeah, no. So I think, I mean, kind of, and this is something we'll always stay true to. It's, it's you know, it's this idea. It's everything you need, nothing you don't. So Ooh, I like that. Sort of that idea. Everything you need, nothing you don't in terms of the pro- it, the actual product itself. Like, you know, I mean, you've you've experienced our product. Everything I would just say is very simple. You know, there's not all this crap thrown on the product just to throw crap on the product. Right. Uh, so everything's very simple. And then also just in terms of building the product line, it's the same mentality. It's like, okay, well, we're not just going to add a short to add a short. I mean, and to change it because you know what, it's been a year and we need to change it. If it's working, yeah, we're going to constantly fine-tune things. You know, mm-hmm. and there's always room for improvement. Right. Uh, so, no, so the idea, like, for example, on the men's line, it, it, we started, it's very lean. You know, it's like, okay, when you look at the shorts market, okay, well, like for us, it's like very clear there's, there's three guys there. You know, there's your race split guy, hmm. you know, yep. the guy that, wants to show a little quad yep. and then you know the guy that just he's not comfortable showing much leg um and so that you know was pretty and also just having the knowledge of what we do sell in the store you know and kind of that matrix and, and what works what works it's like we don't need to reinvent the wheel here no uh, yeah and then you know we we're like we'll just yeah let's start with a short sleeve and a singlet for guys and that was it um, and then obviously we did different colors within, you know, within the, the different styles. Right. Uh, that, that was our first season. And then women's, we did, you know, a couple shorts, a couple tanks and a t-shirt. Um, and then, so that was, so we, so I'm not sure, did you know that we launched with a Kickstarter? I think okay. I saw that along the line somewhere. I didn't. I, I did. I came on to you guys kind of later when you've been into it now for three years. So I first saw you when Ashley Nordell came on the team. So that was in the fall of 2016. Yeah. So we really didn't. So we launched a Kickstarter in December 15. Okay. So it's been. And that was really. Yeah, that was really just to. You know. We had already placed production POs. It was more to start the marketing, right? And three orders. So we the first product that we shipped was end of April of this past year. Right. So not not even a year out. No. 
And then this fall, there's, you know, this November, um, we obviously expanded the line into some more colder weather gear. Um, well, yeah. I think so, your cold weather gear and my cold weather gear are a little bit different. I know. I know. And, and that's definitely, so that's where I would say, like, okay, yes, fall 17, you know, look for us to expand that area. We right. can't do it all at once. No. But, yeah, we absolutely know that, you know, people uh, where you're living. Right. I saw that you guys had a, so, yeah, the Facebook post the other day and you're asking well what pieces do we need to add and i think most of the responses were like a rain jacket we need a rain jacket yep <laughs> <laughs> no yeah. absolutely so uh, what so what's coming up what's coming down the pipeline for for 2017 spring summer do you have anything new coming out so we so in the let's see the next three weeks We'll be launching new colors, okay, um, and and some new fabrics and Ooh. existing gear. Really cool new colors. Now um, I've seen the green short that's coming out for the yeah, mid, and it's got that gray piping. Yeah. So is that the Quadzilla that's coming out for seventeen? Yeah, that yeah. looks. So that'll be out in a couple weeks. That looks pretty sweet. That's, I'm gonna have to get a pair of those. Yeah. So one <laughs> thing that one thing that I, I do have a question about, you know, how uh -huh. and, and you can you can relate to this as as an ultra runner, you want some storage in your shorts. Is there yeah. any plan to add one or two more pockets that are necessary oh, yeah. pockets, though? Like you said, you don't Absolutely. want to have fluff. You want you want it to be necessary. Yeah. And I think like the best example is like Patagonia makes a really good ultra short. And yeah, I've been running it for years, and it has just exactly what I need. But yep. I think where Rabbit is a lot better is the material feels better. Right. So if I can have you the storage capacity you know, of the Patagonia short with the with the Rabbit feel, oh man, that would be ideal. <laughs> June first. All right. So is that going to yeah. come out as like a, a new short, or is it like Quadzilla yeah. with expanded capacity? It's a new short, but it think quad think Quadzilla Quadzilla really hits the trails, and Quadzilla is really doing some ultra distances. Awesome. Uh, yeah, so that will be out June first. So this this spring, okay. So what's coming out at the end of February? Pretty much new color updates, a few new fabrics. Okay. We will have in. April, a new men's sleeveless and a women's a little bit more, I would say more, it's a single, but less of like a racer back tank top. Okay. So like a little, a little looser, a little more coverage, you know? Right. Um, and then June, men's and women's trail shorts. Awesome. Will be a big, big deal. Yeah. Um, and then a lot of it, new colors and new fabrics and like just taking the feedback we're getting from you guys and mm -hmm. just finding it. Not again, not recreating the wheel here. It's, you know, we've got freaking amazing products and, um, you know, just there's little feedback we're getting and we're just making those changes, you know, based on universal, like for example, on, for women's tank tops, like the neckline could come up just a little bit, you know, it's, it's just su these subtle little changes that just 
overall, people probably won't even notice, but it'll just just make the product better. But I think as you know, as trail runners and ultra runners, we're kind of we're we're into that those subtle changes, and those subtle changes are what make us really loyal over the long run. Right. So that that's so smart to do that. I mean, you, I mean, you kind of discount it, but I think as a consumer and also as Somebody that's always looking for, okay, this product can be made a little bit better by doing this. I really appreciate that. And I, I think a lot of people that you know listen to our podcast will appreciate the fact that you guys are doing that homework to detail, making sure that, okay, we're gonna keep the we're gonna keep the the gun show or the quadzilla in the line. We're not gonna change it too much, but we're gonna just move the hemline a little bit or we're going to improve the quality of the, the, you know, the, the feel of the product that makes right. lifelong, you know, fans of your brand. Absolutely. And I, I can't say enough about the Quadzilla short. It's so comfortable. <laughs> really it is. And I'm not like, I'm not trying to like kiss up to you. I, I, I bought it. Because well, because Ashley Nordell, so you need to thank her. But I will, you know, also because of the name, because I'm a sucker for good names. And I was like, well, these guys are making stuff in the U.S. I gotta try it out. And they came, and I wore it, and I was like, oh yeah, I'm I'm hooked now. <laughs> so my next thing is I gotta get a, I gotta get one of those tanks, the Gun Show tank, because it's yeah, gonna be to it's gonna be pretty hot here shortly in Utah. And uh, that one that's like black on black, that thing is tight. Oh yeah. I'm I'm thinking I'm gonna to have to race in that this year for sure. Absolutely. And you know your women's line. So you've been coming out with a lot of teasers on Facebook recently with your women's line. Now, I'm a guy, and I probably don't have the best you know fashion sense, but your women's line looks <laughs> tight. It's got great colors, um, and I think a lot of people on the Wasatch Front will be looking at that, and be going, "Yeah, I gotta get some of that too." Yeah, the new that macaw green. I, well, I'm I'm real into the green. So for the guys, the new chive color, and then for women, the new macaw green. Yeah, they're pretty sweet. Yeah, I'm thinking my go-to this year is going to be the gun shell black, and then that chive green quadzilla is going to be oh, my yeah. go-to right there. And then yeah, a pair of uh, like Hoka Claytons. You know that that yellow color they had. Yep. I'm gonna oh, have yeah. to get a pair of those because I'm not gonna lie. I kind of like the match. That I don't know why. It's just something I like to do now for That's some okay. reason. Yeah. So I can see that happening big time. Very nice. Very nice. <laughs> well, I think that you guys are doing a really great job with the rabbit line. Um, I would love to come out and just check out your store because I always think it's important to support those local running stores. And I think it's amazing you guys have two. That speaks volumes about, you know, how you run your business and then also how the community has received you guys. So we would definitely like to come out and check you guys out for sure. Oh, my gosh, please. Anytime. Let us know. That, that would be fun. You know, we've, we're always kind of threatening to come out and see people, but um, you're definitely <laughs> high on the list. Just because I've always wanted to check out Santa Barbara. I've been to LA a couple times and it's kind of like what everybody thinks it is. It's kind of nutty. But yeah. Santa Barbara is yeah. so cool. <laughs> yeah, don't tell too many people about it though. We don't I, well, I'm going to tell them to come to May. Santa Barbara. <laughs> yeah, come to May and June because I heard it's really sunny then. <laughs> 
Yeah. Well, hey, I want to thank you for, for being on the show. And I hope that our listeners are getting introduced to this great product line that's made here in the U.S. Um, they can go and they can check out. It's runninrabbit.com. And we'll have that in the show notes. We'll also have uh, links to Santa Barbara Running, to their kids club, to the, also their road club. Um, check them out online. Check them out on social media. They're doing a really good job. I think you're going to be really happy with their product. And I want to take. I want to thank you for taking time to talk to us today. It's been fun. Yeah, thank you for having me. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll definitely be seeing you and uh, talking to you soon. That sounds great, Phil. Thank you so much. And yeah, let me know uh, if you guys make it out this way. <laughs> yeah, we will for sure. Thank you for listening to the Trail Manners podcast. We'd like to thank Monica DeVries from Rabbit from joining us today. If you want to check out more of their amazing gear, head on over to their website at runninrabbit.com. That's R-U-N-I-N rabbit.com. We also want to encourage everybody to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Trail Manners. Swing by our website at trailmanners.com. There on the store page, you can check out our cool gear that we got going or hit us up on the contact page. Let us know what you want to see, who you want to hear, or even if you would like to be on the show. Until next time, this is Eric Manning and Joel Hatch reminding you, you don't get what you wish for, you get what you work for. Now go get it. Mm-hmm.